Welcome to TED In Your Head, the 10-minute podcast created exclusively to help you eliminate bad habits and success-limiting fears and beliefs so that you too can win at life and business. Your host is Ted Moreno, certified hypnotherapist and high-performance coach. On this show, we tackle the trash and talk some truth to transform your mind. Let's check it out and welcome your host, Ted Moreno. Greetings, and welcome to another episode of the Ted In Your Head podcast. I'm Ted Moreno, certified hypnotherapist and high-performance coach. For almost 20 years, I've been helping people achieve more success in life and in business. This podcast is all about how to let go of self-limiting beliefs to transform your mind and your life. Today, we have another episode of the Ted In Your Head interview series, where I interview experts in personal transformation and healing. And today, I'm happy to have as my guest, Cassandra Brown, relationship coach, intimacy mentor, and certified cuddlist. She brings an analytical, heart-centered, body-based approach to her work with both individuals and couples. Her greatest joy is helping people create more connection in their lives with themselves, each other, and the world. She uses her life experience with divorce, illness, and parenting, plus her 25 years of professional training and personal transformation to bring you highly effective and enjoyable support for your most important relationships. Welcome, Cassandra, and thank you so much for being a guest on the Ted in Your Head podcast. Hey, Ted, thank you so much. What a lovely introduction. It's so cool to hear myself talked about like that. I'm like, I want to meet that person. Oh, how cool. (laughs) Well, I'm lucky to have met that person and I'm talking to her right now and I feel very fortunate. Uh, Because you're a a very interesting person and what you do is very interesting as well. So let's start with what I think is one of the most interesting things about you and what you do, cuddling. You are a certified cuddlist, which is something I had never heard of before I met you. So (laughs) what is a cuddlist? Thanks for asking. It is someone who's trained to offer professional therapeutic touch and holding to individuals. And it is fantastic work, Ted. I mean, sharing with you a bit about what I love about it is part of why you asked me to be on here, right? Because Mm -hmm. most people have never heard of such a thing. Or if they have, maybe it was kind of made fun of, right? Like our culture is really good at making fun of things that it doesn't quite understand yet. And I think professional cuddling is a little bit where like massage therapy was 20 or 30 years ago. Most people don't really know about it. They wonder if it's sexual. They wonder if it's legit. And now you say you've got a massage therapist and people are like, oh, is it therapeutic or deep tissue or sports massage? Like we've got this cultural nuance around it. And so for cuddling, I open up my my space and my arms to hold people as much as they would like to be held. And I have a very clear agreement with them up front, this question many people have, where I say, hi, after we talk about what they want, before we book the session, I say, there's something I go over with every new client. And this isn't because I think you're confused, but because I think our culture is confused. And that is this is a platonic, non-sexual cuddle. And that means we're both keeping our clothes on. We're not touching each other under our clothes. We're not making out where there's no hand to genital or hand to breast contact. We're not trying to create arousal in ourselves or each other. Is that what you're looking for? And then I wait and I give them some space. And most people are like, oh, yes, yes, yes. Right. But because our culture is kind of confused 
and because we can't advertise a lot of the sexier kinds of work out there because it's illegal and all of that, people say when they're going to do something sexier, oh, I'm cuddling. Do you want to cuddle? And it's like, no, no, no. This isn't cuddle, wink, wink. This is be held, feel safe in your body, relax, let your nervous system be close to my nervous system, your heart rate, your breath be close to my heart rate, my breath. It's so relaxing. It's so calming. And that hypervigilant fight flight thing that can be stuck in, in people, especially if you know you or someone you know identifies as being anxious or having anxiety, right? We're kind of stuck in hyper all the time. And it's so amazing to relax and decompress. Wow. So boy, you said a lot of really good things there. And that was very articulate. A couple of things came up for me. Number one, uh, it occurs to me how challenging it is for men and women to have platonic relationships, right? So that is a source of confusion that, you know, it's, it's just difficult, I think, for, for most people. And it's always suspect, right? Especially if you're married or with a significant other, that's changing. Um, and that's a good thing. But I think the other thing um, that pops up for me is that um, you know, people, uh, so many people go out and get an animal, you know, to cuddle and hold. Right. Uh, but for many people, I don't think it, it's completely what they need and they're still left with a sense of longing. And if they lose the animal, you know, it's like losing a spouse or a partner very much. So, you know, the, the need for touch or warmth or cuddling is, is definitely, um, something that we, have in our culture, but you're right. There's a lot of confusion around that. May um, I speak to that for a moment before? Absolutely. You? And I think animals are fantastic, right? I've got two cats. They're great, but there's something about cuddling with another human yeah. that can look you in the eye, that can talk to you, that yes. can offer consent, that could possibly reject you. That is very healing and relaxing mm -hmm. to actually be, you know, I, I could cuddle with a stuffed animal instead of a real cat too, because the cat could jump off my lap. You know, there's that possibility for, for rejection or a no. And one of the things that I do with folks is make sure that we have a really good, clear uh, ability to say no to each other. So here's another thing that I say to all of my clients. And I suggest, you know, here's a free gift takeaway for folks that are listening. Use this in your life. Use this in your relationships, especially if you start dating someone, or even if you've been with someone for a long time and with your you know, husband or wife of 30 years. One of the things I say before I touch people is there's a very important agreement for us to make. And that is, I promise I will speak up or move if I am uncomfortable at any time for any reason. I will take care of myself. You don't have to caretake me. Do you agree to do the same? And so that's a like a real taking on of the responsibility for myself. And that's one of the things that uh, we're, our culture is also pretty confused on. And the Me Too movement highlighted in some ways how, how we both overrun people and how sometimes we expect other people to know what our boundaries are and not have to speak up about them. Absolutely, absolutely. That is very profound. Um, how did you become a cuddlist and, and what attracted you to that kind of work, which, you know, is very unique? It is really unique. I had a fantastic workshop. I went to New York City 
and spent five days with a great woman called named Betty Martin. And here's a plug for her, bettymartin.org. She's got all sorts of wonderful free resources on her website. But I went and did a five-day workshop with her in New York City. And she said something very freeing at the beginning, which was, you're welcome to do this workshop. It was in person. You're welcome to do this workshop. However, it works for you. You can go take a nap in the corner. You can sit up and take notes. You can lounge and cuddle with each other. And so I spent the entire five days lounging and cuddling with people and taking notes because that's kind of my brain. Um, And I realized after five days of being held for like 10 hours a day, how incredibly important that was to me, how good it felt, how I felt so much better, clearer, stronger, braver than I had before. And I thought, wow, I'd been a relationship coach for several years before that, five, six years. And I thought, if I could, I would hold my clients and do the work with them. But nobody does that. That's not a thing. And I don't want to try to pave the way. And then about a year later, um, Cuddlist came across my radar. A good friend referred me to it. She said, I think this might be what you're looking for. And I was like, oh my goodness. And at first I just did it on a whim. Like how silly. It's an online training in how to hold people. What? (laughs) Like that's got to be just some sort of gimmicky thing. And it turned out it's not. Mm-hmm. It's a really good training um, created by a founder who's very smart with a lot of integrity and and really amazing and um, clear and easy to access information around boundaries and consent and actually being of service with touch without overrunning my own boundaries, my own comfort. That was being, really, really cool. Being of service with touch. I like that. Um, and right, you know, you're of service with your talking, with your, with your hypnotherapy, right? You love to be of service. That's just a, an interesting variation to do it through touch. Yeah. And, and there is that, you know, in my practice, there is that line, you know, of, you know, we don't touch. And there are times when I, you know, I want to give a client both male and female a hug and I can't, and unless they initiate it, then it's okay. Um, mm-hmm. which some people do and that, you know, and that's always nice. Um, so let me ask you this. What does paying for cuddle therapy say about someone that they have to go and pay to be cuddled? You know, how should we think about that? Great. I've got all sorts of words there, but I'm going to throw back a question to you, which is how do you feel about or, or how do you frame it in your own mind to go to a talk therapist or go to a massage therapist? I'd say people come to see me for very much the same reasons. Mm-hmm. We go to a talk therapist instead of a friend because they have training, they have Mm -hmm. skills, and we know what the boundaries are. We know the focus is all, if I go to a talk therapist, the focus is all on me. It is for me. It's about me. I'm not going to sit there and listen to their life. Mm -hmm. They could be the most interesting or neurotic or well-adjusted. I don't know, but I don't know. I don't, we don't talk about them. And so similarly, if you go for a a therapeutic massage, right, you get the touch, you Mm -hmm. get to be on the receiving end and it's about what you want. With a friend, you might get a shoulder rub and then you give them a shoulder rub. Mm -hmm. So I would say the quality of care is better and the boundaries are really clear. And part of what's lovely about it is it's all for the client. It's 100% for you. I can enjoy it as much as I want to, Mm -hmm. right? I love holding people. So it's not like, oh, it's for you. I'm sacrificing (laughs) myself. But it's... um, but it's really great to keep my eye on the gift. Like the gift is going towards the client. 
I am holding you and touching you the way that you want to be held and touched while keeping an eye on that it works for me. On the other hand, it must do something for you to have that kind of regular platonic human contact. As a hypnotherapist myself, you know, I get a lot from working with clients and have grown tremendously. So I imagine that that's kind of a, a perk for you is to have that on a regular basis. Absolutely. And I've got some clients who have been coming to me for years. Um, mm. like one, one gentleman who has been coming for six years at this point and wow. pretty much weekly. And it's not that he's so messed up. It's like he uses it as therapy. He uses it as downtime relaxation, mm. but particularly because we know each other so well at this point, it is I look forward to it probably as much as he does. You know, it's so nice and grounding. So I do get quite a bit out of it as well. Okay, so um, this this interview is probably going to go a little bit longer than most because, it, you know, the, this subject matter is so fascinating. So I have one more question about cuddling, and then we'll talk about some of the other things you do. But um, so, you know, I'm thinking that people would come maybe because they have some kind of trauma around touch and they want to feel safe with touch. And maybe, you know, you're just starting out, you know, with a hand upon their hand or something like that. So I would imagine that um, as difficult as it must be for some people, they really want to feel more comfortable with human touch. And so what can you say about working with folks like that? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to say quite a bit. Feel free to interrupt me. And that is I've had many people come to me because there is some kind of physical trauma that they've experienced. It could be sexual abuse. It could be neglect. Um, but there's a desire in that person. Uh, if you're familiar with love languages, right? The five love languages and one of them is touch. Yeah. And so for someone for whom touch is a primary love language, but something's interrupted it, whether it's just, they didn't get it. They were with kind of cold parents and a cold family growing up where touch wasn't a thing. And so they never really learned. Um, or there's been something that broke that safety, And that could be, you know, physical abuse, sexual abuse, something like that, trauma. And I love helping people land in their own bodies, feel safe, feel enjoyment in that touch. It's just so amazing. And and it works with the brain, right? It's the neuroscience. Like we're actually rewiring people's brains around touch and connection. And, And the physical touch is a very quick way of doing that because we're interacting with more of the nervous system. Um, I've had people who I'm thinking of one woman who came to me with a lot of trauma in her background. And we spent, I do about hour and a half sessions. Usually we spent probably the first 45 minutes of it where she was across the room from me looking out the window. And we were talking about the trees across the street Mm -hmm. because she knew she wanted touch. She had reached out. We'd already had about a 45 minute intake screening phone call. So Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't like, ah, what's going on here? Like I knew there was a lot of trauma and just really giving the time to settle the time for her incredible bravery of stepping into this world that had been so disappointing and scary for her previously, this world of touch and that she was being so brave and she needed some space to just let that step settle in. Um, And we wound up, she wound up curling up on my lap and crying by the end. And it was very sweet. Um, another woman coming out of a divorce and the, the relationship was pretty abusive. She's like, I know I want to get into a new relationship, but I need some like touch rehabilitation first so mm. that I don't either, even have, either have my walls up so yeah. high mm. or drop them completely and do things I don't want to do. She spent quite a bit of time on the opposite side of the couch from me 
and then, you know, would come over and we'd really check in. Is this the touch you want to do? Because she would say, I I get overwhelmed by how good it feels. And then I do more than I want to. Mm. And so we got to do that instead of her having to learn that in the context of dating and having sex with people she didn't want to, which Mm -hmm. is what she's done before and was afraid of. She got to do it with me slowly on the couch. Everybody's clothes are on. And she got to really notice what that feels like and how to set the boundary when she starts to get swept away. It was amazing. Huh. Sounds amazing. Fascinating. And, and you speak so clearly and articulately about the process. Um, Speaking about relationships, you do more than cuddling. You're a relationship coach. And more specifically, you do relational life therapy. Tell me about that and how it's different from traditional marriage counseling. All right. That's a fantastic question. And um, I'm still on like, and let me tell you about this client who came in and how we did touch exercises. So I just, one more thing on that is because I am a cuddlist does not mean that my clients have to come curl up on my lap and cuddle with me. Mm. It's the space is open for touch mm-hmm. and we can, and the space is open to not touch. And so that's mm. another thing is like people have said, well, if I can touch this person then I have to, and if I move away, they get upset. And so sometimes, especially as people with trauma in their background, I'll hold them for a while and they'll say, okay, I need some space and they'll move away and then they can come back. And that is so profound to know that you can take the space and you can get close. Um, I'm, I'm glad, really glad you added that piece. Yeah, thanks. Because <laughs> yeah, that's really valuable. So please carry on. Great. Thank you. So relational life therapy is fantastic. Uh, founded by a man named Terrence Real. He's got a bunch of books out there. So you can also look up Terry Real and and do some of your own research. But I came across this work when I was actually looking for uh, marriage therapy, looking for you know um, a good therapist. And what I found was most people did not offer something that felt like it was going to be really useful to me. It was more of a space of uh, you get together with the therapist and you complain about each other. And the therapist goes, well, you know, tell me what's happening. And so you talk about the the things that are going wrong and you talk about the, the ways you're hurt and disappointed and what you hope to get next. And maybe you get some skills of like, okay, great. Now try reflective listening this week. And I have actually, I've been, as you mentioned, divorced in the beginning. Um, I've been married twice. I've had a couple of long-term relationships and I've done quite a bit of couples counseling and most of it's been useless. Mm. So relational life therapy has three clear stages to it. And it really stays focused on what is the goal that you want to get out of it. It's kind of like coaching a little bit more where instead of like, let's muck around in how you're feeling for 10 years, it's what do you really want? What's really getting in the way? And let's take effective action towards it. Because really, usually when two people walk into marriage counseling, they are looking to be happier and stay together. Or they're looking for a kind exit strategy. Like one of them is scared of the other one or something and they need a third party to help. But usually there's love and there's something getting in the way and Mm -hmm. they want to figure out how to stay together and feel good. And so relational life therapy is really good at holding both people as you're two really good people and you're stuck in a dance with each other that's not working. You're you're stuck in these patterns and and it's it's like playing a game and and I do one move and then you do the next move or whatever, like a dance, I move this way and you move with me. It's like once that dysfunctional pattern gets started, it just has a life of its own. So looking at what fuels the pattern and how do we interrupt it 
And one of the things that's delightful, because part of the relationship coaching work that I do and have done with individuals for many years is um, inner child parts work, internal family systems, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's doing some, uh, some deep introspective work in what we learned in our families of origin and, and some really kind ways of working with it. Well, RLT, relational life therapy, mm-hmm. does this deep work on childhood wounds and trauma in the presence of the partner. Mm. still being very focused on that dysfunctional dance and how do we interrupt it? And it's like, well, a lot of times that dance got started because we're either modeling our parents or reacting to our parents. Right. Right. And it, which I'm sure you encounter as well, right? That's part of what you interrupt for people. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, as a hypnotherapist, I, I work with individuals. I don't work with couples yet. I can imagine how, incredibly powerful it can be for a partner to hear about the other partner's dysfunction or their uh, trauma from the past, even though they may know about it, they may not be present to the pain or the dysfunction that's mm-hmm. coming into the relationship. So that's uh, really, really well, it powerful. Creates, it creates so much compassion usually because the partner has been on the receiving end of the dysfunctional behavior yeah. created by those childhood wounds, but they probably don't have that like deep empathy and mm-hmm. compassion for why those adaptive strategies were so important to the child, how wounded the child was, how important they were. Mm -hmm. And also at the same time holding, it's not just a big pity fest, it's great. You have those adaptive strategies from your childhood. They're well-earned, they're well-deserved, and now they're maladaptive. And so now we need to learn something else. And Mm -hmm. so you get to hold your own inner little child and comfort them and give them that love and approval that they didn't get when they were younger. And then the partner also gets to be seen as a source of you know, possible healing and connection and safety rather than just reliving, oh, you're just like my mom. Yeah. Oh, you're just like my dad. It's like, no, no. Mm. Similar enough to activate the wound and to give space to heal it. Sounds like a very practical approach. <laughs> I think <know>? it is. <laughs> and it's like deep and practical at the same time. I love yeah. that combination. Yes, absolutely. So do I. Well, since you live in Colorado, uh, you must do some remote work. And I don't imagine you can cuddle with somebody over Zoom, you know, so I'm I'm guessing that, you know, the cuddling work that you do is local or, 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 you know, in person, I guess I should say. Um, So what kind of work do you do remotely? You do the relational uh, life therapy uh, remotely, and, and I guess you teach courses remotely as well? Yes, all of that. And so I am in Boulder, Colorado. And if Mm -hmm. folks are local or they want to travel, I'm happy to see them in person for the relational life therapy or the cuddling. Because one of the aspects I bring to the relational life therapy is being able to work with couples in um, the physical as well. Like I can hold the couples. I can also talk to them about holding each other. And we can do that piece that, that actually embodied physical piece together. But a lot of what I do is remote. And that's the individual relationship coaching. And when I say relationship, let me just broaden and define that term. Because for so many people, they use the word relationship to mean a romantic monogamous partnership. And I am using the word relationship to mean it's a probably a human to human interaction, but like we have relationships certainly with ourselves. So it's, mm-hmm. I, I work with people a lot on their relationships with themselves. There's a lot of mindfulness in this parts work that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I've, I work with businesses and I've done mediation and, and communication, like team building business trainings, um, and certainly individuals on like with their parents, with their children, with their siblings. friends, mm-hmm. yeah. siblings, you know, mm. so all relationships, not just romantic ones. So if your romantic relationships going great, but you're starting a new business and you want some support with your business partner, that's also an applicable relationship to call me on. It's the mm. foundational ways that we relate to other people and what comes up for us that makes us unclear, angry, aggressive, passive, you know, like handling our own stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, all of that, the relationship coaching, I do have a course that is foundational skills in relationships. I get these, uh, someone suggested, I call it six pillars of conscious relating. I think it's currently <laughs> called jerk proof your relationships. Sure <laughs> I as- saw that. Yeah, jerk is a verb, right? How to not be jerked off center, how to be centered and grounded right. with yourself and with others. But a lot of people think it's me calling people jerks. <laughs> and that's not. online. We can access that through your website. Yep. Okay. So how can people learn more about you? Uh, uh, what is your website? And I understand you have a, a free gift or or some kind of offer. Can you talk a little bit about that before we close our Absolutely. Absolutely. So CassandraBrown.org, and that's K-A-S-S-A-N-D-R-A-B-R-O-W-N.org, Cassandra with a K. And if you go to forward slash Ted, because Ted has been so gracious to have us here and um, let me share my stories with you all, there will be a free gift for you. So something that will be useful in your relationship, and you can certainly find more ways to connect with me. Okay. And uh... I want to, want to also mention that uh, you know somebody can go to your website and actually see photos of you cuddling with other people. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks definitely very cozy and 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 very nice and warm. So, thank you so much for taking the time to be with me here today. What a fascinating uh, conversation! I'm sure we could have continued talking for at least another half hour, um, but we have to bring this to an end. So. Uh, Thank you very much to uh, Cassandra Brown. And of course, everybody knows my website, tedmoreno.com. If you want to get in touch with me, you can go to uh, tedmoreno.com, click on the contact menu, and I uh, offer a complimentary half-hour phone consultation. If you want some help in addition to what you're doing with Cassandra, right? <laughs> Two heads are always better than one. Thanks again for tuning in to today's Ted in Your Head podcast. And thank you to Cassandra Brown. Everybody have a wonderful holiday season and take good care. Bye-bye now. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Ted In Your Head. If your bad habits and limiting fears and beliefs prevent you from achieving the success you want, it's time to take out the trash, talk some truth, and transform your mind. To learn more about how Ted can personally help you win at life and business, visit www.ted.com tedmoreno.com that's www.tedmoreno.com thanks to dimitri rosti and isaac taylor for their help in producing this podcast see you next time on the ted in your head podcast